turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is paid for by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. It's Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about building up wealth and understanding the world today. Uh, which is very complicated. And how, how do we get through this? How do we navigate through this? And, and, and I think I think this is one thing we're going to continue to see uh, going forward is 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 you know a, a very different world. And and, and you're going to have to sit there and, and navigate through it. And, and the best way to do it is is to start saving money by putting away money in your 401k plan, your IRA, uh, IRA your really your 403b. Your, your, this will get you started. And, uh, and and get you where you want to be. You want to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Our, our, our goal is to have everybody save 10% plus the company match. You say, well, so why, why are we saying that? Well, it's real simple. Uh, we're looking for two things. The research has shown if you save 10%, plus if you get a 3% match, that gets you where most people need to be. By the way, the beauty of this is this works whether you're making $40,000 a year or $400,000 a year, the math is, is, is pretty much the same. It's actually, in my, I think it's actually simpler for people uh, with, with, with the $40,000 a year because the people with the very high incomes build up such big spending habits, they're hard to control uh, at retirement. Uh, so, but, 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 but th- so that number gets you where do you want to be. And the second thing is, is look, Ted, why aren't you encouraging people to save 15, 20%? Well, the answer is, look, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get everybody to save money. And, and, and this is, we, we do it this way. I mean, you could sit there and, and, and talk about saving money or, or putting away a lot of money in the bank. But the truth of the matter is most people won't do that. They have to have some type of forced saving program to do it. And then they can spend the rest of the money. Now, also, this also means you try to keep your credit cards at a minimum. It doesn't. So, so once you save that 10%, plus you get the company match, you can spend the rest of it. But if you run up gigantic credit card bills, you're going to put yourself behind there. But, 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 but you have to start somewhere. This is a program that anybody can do. Everybody can do it. it it's very simple. This is the way anybody can become wealthy. It, it, we, we have people come in our offices, it, which is it's surprising. It's not with two, three million dollars. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's not the executive, the vice president, the president of the company. It's not the engineer. It, it's it, it. Sometimes it. You'd be surprised the different types of jobs people that didn't make much money how they can save money and build up wealth. It, it's really pretty remarkable. And so these these qualified programs are the way to do it. And then you can, after that, you can spend the money. You don't have to budget because if you you just want to pay off your expenses by the end of the month, so you can spend up to as much as you want at that level. And, and so remember. Save aggressively, save as much as you can, and, and conservatively invest it. That, that, that's really the key to building up, up wealth over the long term. And by the way, you, you don't need to, to really be Warren Buffett. You don't need to be the greatest investor in the world. You just have to, have to, have to slowly grow the money. If you can get a few good, a really good investments in your life, just a couple is all it takes. It, it, it doesn't take an enormous amount of uh, and that's really what you're looking for. But you, most of the money's really got to be conservatively invested. And so that, so remember, save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's what you want. And now it's more important than ever. If you look around the world today, it's truly extraordinary. 
We're going to be talking some more, expanding upon you know our outlook. We're going to be writing our newsletter over the weekend uh, with more of our outlook of, of what we're seeing for the new year. Look, inflation inflation is clearly out there. We had 7% CPI numbers, 7%. I tell you what's scary about that is, is the uh, looking out, that, that number has been reduced over time by the government. So the government's done everything they can. They realized that back in the day that they, they had inflation in, in the 70s, late 60s and 70s. It got pretty bad. And they're like, what can we do? So one, I think it was Arthur Byrne, Chairman Burns or one of them came up with the idea, look, let's do, let's do X food and energy because at the time the, the, the energy crisis struck. So they came up with that and they started saying, well, look, X food and energy, it wasn't too bad. So, so they've been always trying – to, to reduce the inflation somehow. Then they came up with something called hedonic adjustments. And the simplest way to understand this is, is your color TV. Your color TV, you, you paid four or $500 for it 10, 20 years ago. And, and now you're probably paying, you can probably pay six, six $700, but it's a much bigger TV over time, or maybe $1,000. But you got a 65-inch flat TV. The colors are much more vivid. It's color... And so what the government says is, look, your cost of your TV is actually going down. You're like, wait a minute, I'm paying more for the TV. Oh, so, oh no, no, you're getting a much better TV. So we're going to have to, in, in, in the inflation numbers, we're going to reduce the cost of the TV. So, so, so they've been dumbing these numbers down. Uh, uh, my best guess is I, I think they're off by about 25 to 3% on the number, which means we're, we're really probably closer to, to uh, 7 uh to 10%. Uh, someone like uh, uh, Shadow, Shadow uh, Stats, uh, those guys will, will, will tell you, they, their numbers are like, I, I don't want to use, it's somewhere in the neighbor of 13, 14% inflation. But I, I think the inflation on a realistic basis is closer to 10%. They're, they're claiming that, that, uh, that rents are going up. Uh, for, for, for housing, they're using rents it, it, uh, owner owner uh, equivalent rents and, and I, their number is is, is around three percent. Well, uh, rents are even going up ten fifteen percent uh, in this time frame, and and so th- these numbers are so so to come in with a seven percent CPI is a really big inflation number. I mean it, that that is dumbed down, it's chained down. They did everything they can to reduce it. So so we have to understand we're in a big inflationary period. Inflation will wipe out your retirement. It will wipe out your standard of living. It'll outpace your Social Security. It will destroy your pension. It will destroy your fixed annuities. And so you have to understand that. So you've got to somehow protect yourself. So inflation is going to be one of the biggest stories. Look, we've had since the 1980s, we've had declining inflation on a slow, slow slide down. We've had declining interest rates over the last 25 years. Let me see uh, you know, over the last 25 years, inflation, you know, to the 10-year topped out th- around 12, 13% if memory serves me on that. It, you know, it's at 1.7. It went as low as, as 0.4 at one time in the complete panic. It, it got, yeah, I think it touched 0.4%. It, it, this is the end. The deflationary era is over. Uh, the government has spent enormous amounts of money. We talked about it on the show you know, we've been a massive critic of the Federal Reserve our, our entire time in the show. I mean, all they know how to do is print money. They're the most dangerous people in the world. You know, the government spent 8.5, they, they, they put in $8.5 trillion with the Fed in quantitative easing in 2020. And then 2021, another $2 trillion. All they know how to do is spend money. And it's causing inflation. This inflation is accelerating. And it's a threat to your retirement. So, so what do you do about it? We're going to have some more ideas on that today. Uh, so one of the big themes for, for 2022 is going to be inflation. Is inflation going to slow down later later this year? Yes. What's going to happen? A couple things. Supply chains, they're going to get some of the supply chains fixed up. The price of, of cars has, has skyrocketed this year. Uh, it, that's going to start of used cars over the last 12 months. You're going to see more cars being built. The price of used cars is going to fall. And as soon as they start falling, the government's going to be all, all over the place telling you inflation is over and that's it. But we still have – there's the amazing thing about inflation right now, there's so many drivers for inflation. Quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve is printing money at a level that nobody – 
10 years ago, probably five years ago, would it, you would have talked to the best economists in the world. They would have said, no, this is not possible. But they did it. And, and again, they panicked. As they always do, and flood the system's money. The Federal Reserve is owned by the new, the big Wall Street banks. That's who their that's who their primary responsibility are is to and and and, and that's what they bail out. They bailed them out in 2008. They bailed them out in 1999. You know, 1999. If you look back on it, Ben thought, "Uh oh, this is the Great Depression," because uh, he he was the greatest expert of the Depression supposedly. Although Anthony Slays did a much better job, brilliant. If you ever get a chance, read the book, The Forgotten Man. Uh, on the depression and laid the uh, laid the blame to the to FDR and their socialist policies, but but uh, Bernanke said no no the Fed was too tight so they flooded the system in '98 well the economy never went down in '98 and and that was a big mistake because when the, when the tech bubble blew up in '99. It didn't affect the economy so much. That's a very important lesson for now. I mean, the, the, the tech sector is very, very similar to 1999 as it is now. And the economy underneath it didn't really go down, but, but they didn't know that at the time. All they could think about is, is, is the Fed can't be too tight, so they have to flood the system with money. So we're going to have inflation. We have inflation from the Fed. We have supply chain inflation. We have two supply uh, inflationary supply chain issues. One is they can't get the ships over here. The, the, the ports are all filled up to capacity. They're, 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 they're not working very well. And, you know, and, and, and so everything is backlogged. And then so when, the, when maybe uh, you, either the part you ordered, it can't come in from China, or if you're a, even worse, if you're a factory and you ordered the parts for your, for your machine, you can't get the parts. You can't build the machine. So the, the machine is, is back ordered. So the prices are going up. That's causing... And the second thing with the supply chain is we, the United States is in the process of moving their supply chains out of China because we could be, you know, in a possible uh, skirmish with China over Taiwan or other issues. Taiwan, you know, China is now suddenly, who knew, uh, surprised that China is a communist country in a, in a massive shock to the political establishment in the United States of America. China is a communist country and is acting like a co authoritarian communist country, locking people up, building gulags in Western China, taking over Hong Kong. Or, you know, there's, we'll see if they, when they're going to attack Taiwan. And, and, and so there's a scramble to get these supply chains out of China. That's going to raise the cost of things more. We also have wage price inflation coming out as well. So people, prices are going up, so everybody's going to their boss going, look, I need a raise. The price of everything from gasoline to food to everything is going up. So, so the wage price inflation is going to be the big story for 2022. Now, now all of this stuff is starting to, to, to factor in. Are some of these things going to back off some? Yeah, but the problem is the Fed is still, there's still $10 trillion worth of money floating around because the Fed has printed so much money, it's still got to get spent. It hadn't really had a chance to get all spent because the velocity of the money is going up. So that tells you there's still way too much money in the system. And, and, and one of the big secrets, everyone points, there's not enough inflation. There's, inflation is not going to get worse because the velocity is not going up. Well, the reason the velocity of money, which, can, which is simply the turnover of money, they put so much money into the system, it can't even be spent. So, this is, so you've got to protect your retirement from this. And I think so inflation is going to continue to be a big story this year. Another big story is rising interest rates. Fed funds are at zero. Fed funds over the last 50, 60 years or more have averaged about three and a half percent. They're at zero. Typically, when the Fed goes into a, to, to a recession, they take that, the interest rates down some 300 or more points. Uh, so they're at zero, so the next inflation, the Fed can't even cut rates. They're going to be in trouble to get the economy going. So they have to get the rates up. They're, they're what's called behind the curve. They should have done this. The Federal Reserve should have been raising interest rates at least three months ago to be very generous to them. The truth of the matter, it should have been six months ago. They're, they're behind the curve. They're at zero. Now, if they get tough and they're getting, they're get, you know, in December, they're not, look, they're like, look, we're done with inflation. We're getting tough at the Federal Reserve. We're going to stop inflation. We're, we're printing money at, we're still printing $100 billion of money a month to, to buy our bonds, we're going to stop that by March, and we're getting even tougher. We're going to raise rates 25 basis points and shut the economy down. That's not going to slow down anything. It, 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 and so 
this thing is going to still, still go. They're hoping by talking a little tough, they can knock the market down and, and then maybe knock the inflation. I'm not sure it's going to work that way. And so this is something we're going to see. So, but, but the Fed, uh, Jamie Dimon said he thought there could be four or more rate increases uh, out there. That's, some of these Fed governors this week were talking pretty tough on raising rates. They have to do something. When, you, when you're at 7% inflation and Fed funds are at zero, that means you have negative negative 7% real interest rates factoring inflation in theory, which is a, a frightening prospect. So, so this is destroying people's people's wages. It's destroying people's retirement income. And the, and the American people are getting upset. So the other, we're going to have a lot more. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, it, it, we have to take a break right now, don't we? Okay, so what, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, I run the Max Out Savage. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1010. We're going to talk some more of these big themes that this year that are going to affect markets. And I think there's, it, it's really going to be a, a very interesting year. I think what was it that the Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. We're in interesting times. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And we, we, we talk a lot about this on the show, and we've got a lot of different ideas to help you out. Uh, you always want to start with your, your company plan first. And uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we, we manage a lot of IRA rollovers, trust, and different things, some uh, plans too. But 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 always when people come in, they say, well, Ted, you know, here, uh, here's an old uh, 401k. I want you to roll it over. I'm working at my new job, and I'll start sending you money. And, and I basically, well, well, let me stop you. We want you to continue to put money into your 401k plan and max that out first. And, and, and so why do we do that? Well, the situation is that I know people will send in checks. We have people sending auto-drafting checks, and they, they send checks from time to time. But I know their 401k plan, if they set it up to take away, to put 10, 10, 12, 13% or more into their plan, it'll stay there no matter what, and they'll keep on putting it in there over the next 10 years or as long as they're at the company. And Whereas if they're sending a check in or doing it once in a while, they'll forget or something will come up, they'll buy a car, uh, have a medical bill, or something will come up and they'll forget and then they'll forget the next month. Autopilot is so important that just constantly putting the money. I'm Teddy Oakley. We're talking an old show or something or a repeat from earlier, but that, but we, it, it is the autopilot is the key to saving money. So we're, we're talking about the big themes for for not for uh, 2000. It's going to be inflation. The Fed is raising interest rates. They're going to have to tighten. If nothing else, when, when we go, even if they think the inflation's going away, keep this in mind. They know we're going to go into recession sometime in the next two or two or three years, so they have to at least get interest rates up so they can cut them to try to stabilize things. So, so they're in a bind. Uh, the other, the, the 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 inflation is going to continue. It's going to it's going to slow down. You're going to hear stories. It's going to be over. You know because the 
used car prices. You know, I, we don't th- see that happening. They're just going to keep printing money. They, they don't have any choice. Uh, the, the other big, big ones is is the the, the macro. St- uh, uh, there's been a huge amount of talk about look the, what's going to happen with the, with the, the economy. What's going to happen with the markets? In uh, and the Nasdaq is is selling off in here. And the Nasdaq. The first week of the new year was the worst since 2000, which is the end of the tech bubble. Uh, the, 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 uh, NASDAQ's down 4.8%. Uh, it touched the 200-day moving average. It's gone under twice in the last couple of days. Uh, that's important because it hasn't hit the 200-day moving average since, since the, the, the crash, you know, when they shut down the economy in, in, uh, in March of, of, of 2020. So, so th- this is a real warning sign that there's real problems in the NASDAQ. Uh, these stocks are overvalued. I, I, I think I, 40% of the, of the stocks are down like 50%. I mean, there's just complete carnage in the sector. Uh, some of the, a lot of the big tech companies aren't doing that badly, but a lot of the smaller ones underneath, it's a complete disaster out there. And, and, and a lot of the, the valuations were completely absurd, as we talked endlessly on the show about. And, it, it, and I don't really think it's over yet for that sector. They, it, it's, it, they've still broken down pretty badly. And the interesting thing is, if you look at the technicals under the market, the it's not really way oversold. Typically, you see a bottom put in. You see a high volume or you see just massive negative divergences on your technicals, and they're just not there yet. So so, so another big trend this year is the, is the tech bubble over, and that, that that's a big story. Now, that doesn't mean the market has to sit there and, and plunge. It just means it's going to be a different sector. So... So, so it, 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 the shift this year is going to be from growth, all the big growth stocks, more to value. And that's going to be another one of the big trends we're going to be seeing this year. L- looking out, uh, let's take a look at some numbers here. As we said, the, the NASDAQ's down 4.8%. The S&P's down two point, uh, almost 2.2%. Uh, let's look at Exxon. Exxon's up 17, over 17%. Royal Dutch is over 50, up over 15%. Royal Dutch Shell. Uh, you know, all the, the big the big companies are, are actually uh, uh, all the oil companies are up in that somewhere in that area, which is we're talking two weeks into the new year. That's really pretty good performance. She, yeah, Chevron is. Let's see here. Let's take a Chevron real quick. Same thing. It's up. It's up nine, to nine, ten percent. But some of the smaller ones are up sixteen, seventeen, twenty percent, and basically within the first two weeks of the year. So energy is looking very good uh, right now. Yeah, people are seeing energy is coming back. Now, why is this? Two reasons: massive underinvestment uh, over the last. Really, we've been underinvesting in oil and gas for about the last four or five years. We had a big drop. Uh, a couple years back in oil, and then and then the, the, there was the investment virtually shut down for 2019 in the business, and we haven't had any big discoveries in in at least five or six years out. The really massive discoveries. It's really been longer than that. Uh, the Ghana has been the most recent really big discovery out there. It, it, a lot of big projects in 19 and 20 were canceled. And the reason why were they canceled? Two reasons: oil went to zero at one time. They put huge stress on the, on the company's balance sheets. There was massive pressure on Wall Street because Wall Street and and the Democrats said, "Look, oil and gas is going to go away in five or ten years. We're going to have no more investment." Larry Fink, remember Larry Fink at BlackRock? He was going to take a dagger and, and run it right through the uh, oil and gas sector and destroy it. I mean, he, he he made a personal commitment to do it to save the planet. It, it, well, so what happened? All these money managers started dumping the oil and gas stocks. None of them went in on the East Coast, wanted to have any oil and gas exposure because they were destroying the planet. And, it, cause it, it, and, and so yeah, they also, Larry Fink was out there telling everyone they had a moral obligation to get out of oil and gas. And he, Larry Fink, not only that, he said he was going to go after states that were, 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 were in the oil and gas industry. He actually threatened the state of Texas. I mean, the arrogance of, of Larry Fink in BlackRock it's extraordinary. I mean, in, in a lot of countries, the guy would be put in jail for what he did. But it, 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 quite frankly, I think there's very good lawsuits. The, the state of Texas should have sued BlackRock at once, it, it, but but they didn't. But 
So all the institutional investors got out of the sector. Well, what's happening in the last two weeks? The Biden agenda is in a state of complete collapse. The Build Back Better program has failed. Uh, they, they, his polling numbers are, are, are catastrophic. Uh, you know, I think you've got to go back to Jimmy Carter to see some numbers so bad, and at least Jimmy Carter was pretty competent. And, uh, and so a lot of institutions are way under-owned in the oil and gas sector. Last year, oil and gas was about 3% of the S&P 500. Tech, tech at the time was, depending on how you look at it, 23 to 30% of the S&P 500. It's extraordinary. And so... So right now, all the big institutional investors are underweighted in the sector. They they have to they're adding to the sector. They're underperforming now they, they, because they didn't want to upset any of their liberal clients or uh, or, or you know a lot of these uh, the, uh, uh, NGOs are, are are perusing all the all these different pension funds and, and trying to convince them all to to get out of uh, oil and gas. Well, now they're underperforming, so they have to get back in the sector. So this oil and gas is going to be a good good part of the sector. Uh, keep in mind. Seven, eight years ago, in 13, 14, oil was at $100 a barrel seven, eight years ago. So oil can go higher here. There's been massive underinvestment in the sector. So it looks pretty good for the oil and gas sector. So energy, the, the, the shift is going. Remember, uh, oil stocks, a lot of them up 10, 15%, 20%. Uh, tech is overall is down 4.8% on, on the NASDAQ. So, so the shift out of growth into value, another big trend for this year. Another, uh, it, there's a lot of talk like, look, what is the Fed going to do? Uh-oh, uh, the, the market's selling off. This is good news. The Fed isn't going to do anything, so rates can fall some. And this can, uh, what, One thing, another big trend a lot of people are missing out there is the macro, the big macro global trends. And, and this is something that, that people aren't paying attention to. We have big problems out, a couple sectors. Is China going to go into Taiwan after the Olympics? Is, is China going to invade Taiwan? It, it, we're scrambling to try to figure that out. Now, that the problem I have with this is we have a very weak president. We have a badly divided country. So I'm ever, if I'm ever going to take on the United States of America, you only get these things once or twice every hundred years against 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 the dominant power. It, 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 where, where the country is badly divided, it, it, it's tripping, it's falling, it, it, and it's in trouble. That's when the that's when the other powers are going to strike it, because it's to their advantage. I mean, China has made a note. They've said they want Taiwan back. They're going to get Taiwan back. It's a key part of the thing. Well, if, if you're China, when is the best time to to invade Taiwan? It's right now because the United States is, you know, a lot, some, many people are saying it's on the verge of a civil war. They have a president with a 33 percent approval rating. They have a badly split Congress. And and and, uh, and they've been spending money recklessly, so they they can't really ramp up the defense spending very much. So they've been spending so much money, so so there's a risk with China. China thinks China thinks they want to dominate the world. China knows they want to dominate the world, and and that's what they're going to try to do. And, and if they can get the semiconductor plants in Taiwan, that's what they need. So this is why we're trying to move our semiconductor plants back to the United States. This is the, the other one is Russia. What worries me, of, uh, Russia is threatening to go into the Ukraine. It, it, like, what worries me about that is, what if this is not about, let's just keep Russia out of the Ukraine and we can all make a deal here. What if this, this is the globalist, this kind of Davos crowd out there that, that look at Vladimir Putin and say, he's not on the, the climate change agenda. He likes oil and gas. Uh, you know, he, he's not a big, he doesn't believe in this new world order routine. We need to take him out. That's the scary thing about that situation. If Putin thinks that, the likelihood of war is much higher than is normally in the past. If you look at the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know you had two powers and quote supposedly Khrushchev backed down. I mean, we were if you remember it, I was extremely young at the time, but but people were terrified. It it did not look good at all. And and uh, and uh, the. Uh, well, at the time, I think my father was called up to sit there, and you know they were out patrolling. And I, I actually, I, I remember right, some of his, uh, his people in the squadron actually discovered the, the missiles. But, but it was it was a very scary time. But 
Khrushchev backed down supposedly, but it turned in the end that, that we agreed to pull nuclear uh, missiles out of Turkey. But but we didn't really want to kill off the Soviet Union, and and I think that was an easier, you know, hey, you stay in your neighborhood, we'll stay in our neighborhood. I, I think Putin feels like he's being threatened here, and, and so the likelihood that he goes into Ukraine is much greater. And so we'll see. Remember, he's cut off oil and gas from. Uh, He's cut the uh, reduced gas flow from the pipelines and caused a major uh, shortage of energy in in Europe right now. The energy shortage in Europe for natural gas is bad as it was during the the, the oil embargo in seventy three seventy four here. So these these big macro issues, you know, what is Iran going to do? They're not really baked into this market at all. And I and I and I think this all adds up to a much much more volatile year than we've had in the past. And the final thing is that that's a concern is looking out there is what's going to happen with 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 the the the, the, the congressional elections, the midterm elections coming up. Look, right now the Democrats are going to get blown out of the water. They, they you know people are fed up with them. They're they're sick and tired of their policies. They don't want it anymore. If you look at the numbers, it's 33 approval rating. If you look at some of the different minorities, it's even worse than that for some of them in support for the for the Democrats. And so they have to do something. Is it do they so what are they going to do? Are they going to create a crisis? Are they, you know, they're going to create some type of crisis. What is that crisis going to be? Is it going to be a war? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be some unconstitutional order? I, I, I don't know what it is, but you know these people are not going to give up power. And, and, and if anything, they showed you that. So they're going to try to do something. Now, is it going to succeed? I don't, you know, I don't know. But 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 again, these are all really big things. So they have, so they're going to have to act boldly, and maybe it, maybe they do something else. Maybe they just do a gigantic spending program and ram it through, or do something that way. But they're going to have to try to do something in here. And so all of this adds up to some of the most volatile times since the 1970s. The most that seven percent the inflation numbers are coming in at 1980s and 1970s levels right now. I mean, it looks you got a president in trouble just like you had Jimmy Carter. You had instead of the 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 oil embargo with the Arabs, you have you have the coronavirus. It's very very similar, and that was a lot of volatility, and it wasn't really good for stock prices. So I think you want to be more defensive. You want to be in the things that are going to do well in this environment. Which is going to be your stable demand, your commodity, your your, your things that are going to be in short supply, uh, your things that can be that you take advantage of those things. You, you don't want to be in long-term bonds. You don't want to be in high-growth tech stocks. Uh, those the type of thing. Uh, we see way too many accounts where where, where the account is 65, 70 percent growth stock fund, which is absurd. Uh, and, and, uh, there we, we see a uh, lots of big retirement accounts. People come to us in their their their, their you know their their late fifties and sixties. Come to in some of these plans, some some people have them in in ninety to hundred percent stocks. Look, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've I've been through a world where stocks have declined thirty five, fifty seven, fifty percent numerous times. It, it and if you look what happened, some of those times they they declined and they stayed down. Uh, it, it, you know that's what happened in Japan. It, it, it kept declining for ten years. It, that, that's what's happened in the past uh, in the seventies. It really didn't go anywhere. I think the market peaked in late sixty sixty eight nine, right around a thousand. It really didn't break. It go to a thousand fifty thousand thirty five, but it didn't really break a thousand till nineteen eighty three. Uh, uh, and, and so that was over ten years. And so this is a mistake a lot of people are making in here. And I think they have to understand the world has fundamentally changed. We live in an inflationary world. We, we live in a world that, that the politics are, are, are much more volatile. The world situation is much more volatile. Uh, you know, the, the, the China is our friend, which has fallen on for 20 years, is out the window right now. Uh, I mean, it, the world is changing. And you have to understand you've got to adjust your retirement to that world. And it, 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 it's happening very quickly, and, and, and this is a big trend. So it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a decline in, in the in the in the Nasdaq for two weeks. Oh, well, that was close. And it's this is a longer term trend. These this is this is a multi multi year trend. And so I think you want it important to have a more 
defensive strategy in place in this type of environment. And I think that's going to be one of the real keys going forward here. Now, tell you what, let's take a quick break here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070, and Miranda will get you on the air. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you have any uh, questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. Now, Looking out, it just the headlines every day just keep. I mean, it's, if it's like one thing, it's you know now it's it's war with Russia. We, look, we've been talking about Russia here and, and China for for a couple of months on the show, and and it just. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens there, but 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 all these big issues really uh, it, the, the complete collapse of the Biden administration. You know, now they're going to get desperate. That's a dangerous place to be. Uh, when someone is desperate, that because they are going to get blown out in these elections, so they have to do something. So we'll, we'll see there. But a lot of this stuff again is going to add up to this this volatility that that we've seen out there. Uh, and 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 I, and I think looking back in, in the seventies, when we had the inflation in the seventies, the first time Fed funds went to nine percent when it crept up, and then we had the the oil embargo, which is probably close, Fed funds went to 12%. And that was when oil prices skyrocketed because of the, uh, 
because of the Russian embargo. This is very similar. The, the, the whole COVID thing has been very similar. Fed funds went to 12%. They ultimately peaked in 81 at 17, 18%. We're at zero right now. And, and, and so, again, what I want you to understand is, 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 is they've taken on so much debt, and the Fed has got to be so cautious. And really, one of the reasons they're being is because these big derivatives things out there Likely, you could see if we get a lot of volatility this year. The other thing you're going to probably see is some type of derivatives blow up, where, where there, you know, there's all types of derivatives based on interest rates, on oil prices, on stock prices, options, all types of things. And I think I, I think there's real danger if you get a massive moves on some of these things, because what happens if you get a big couple devi- uh, uh, deviation move out of the norm. If, if it happens very quickly, it, the, the derivatives become – you can have something on your books that, that, that's worth, you know, maybe uh, $30 million. And if it goes the other way, it could, it could turn into a billion-dollar liability, and it could take down some firms. And so this, is, this is, again, is something you want to watch. So, so in this world, what we're coming up, we're looking at the shortages and things uh, – you want to be in more companies that can deal with stable domain, that they can get through this, that, that, that ha- they know they got their business there, there's shortage of what they need, and it, 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 it's to concentrate on the main business, you know, like something like copper or oil and gas, base things that they're short. There hasn't been any investment in copper. There hasn't been any investment in oil and gas for the last five or six years for all practical purposes. They're just, you can't, you can't create Okay, Jason, you there? Yes, Ted, I appreciate it. Ted, I don't understand why the price of gold is not going up. I see such high inflation now. I would think it'd be going through the roof. That's a good question. Oh, look, I think, I think you're going to see it move up. If you look at gold, I was actually looking at it earlier today. Gold is up about 16% from the start of the pandemic. And keep in mind, we, we've seen uh, $10 trillion worth of quantitative easing massive amounts of government spending. And so I, I think it's been held down to some extent by the Federal Reserve. I, th- I think it's going to go higher. Now, the, the, the gold is market is a little spooked because the Fed is going to raise interest rates. But what difference does it make if they raise interest rates uh, in, uh, be, uh, half a point? Because you still have, with a 7% CPI, you still have negative 6.5% Fed funds. And, and, yes. and so gold is going to continue to go up. I, I think particularly given some of the big macro global issues vis-a-vis uh, uh, China, Russia, uh, to a much lesser extent Iran, but you just never know, th- these issues out are going to increase the, the demand for gold. There, this is a very uncertain world right now, and people have seen how quickly their, their, their profits have vanished in the tech sector, it, and even crypto. Crypto has had a huge drop-off in here. And if you look yes, at if, if so you look at gold, or I think it's corrected forty percent. If you look at gold, it hasn't really dropped off. Let me check this. Hold on a second. Year to date, gold is off point six percent. I mean, you know, it's it's you know a little over half a percent. Well, crypto yep. has has fallen forty percent. Uh, the tech sector huge drops. So. I, I, and I think there's some selling, just uh, there's margin selling in the sector right now. I think once that wades through, I think you're going to see it start going up because this inflation, the, the, this China and Russia, I, the, look, these are really serious problems between the two of them right now. And, uh, okay. you know, uh, I, I, I think you're going to see it move up. We're not seeing a big slowdown in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in spending this year. And keep in mind, if we go, some people are talking about if we go into a recession, well, the Fed is just going to flood the system with more money. So I, I, I think I think gold's going to make another run. I think it's going to go up to the old high of 2100 and breach it eventually. Great. Thanks very much, Ted. Great show as always. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the same way. Think the same type of thing. Uh, Silver is even better because it's really massive use in solar energy, which is they're really ramping up in electric, electric cars. Uh, it, you know, again, for the electric cars, what we're seeing now is everybody's out there making an electric car. Well, you know, there's, you know, there's I don't want to, 
there's probably, I, there might be 100 electric car manufacturers out there right now. I'll say there's 50 of them at least. Well, there's not that many companies making copper and silver that are going into the cars and aluminum and things like that. It, it, and if I want to sit there and put in an aluminum plant or a, a, a gold mine or a copper mine or a silver mine, these things take two, three, four, five years or more for the big ones, more than that sometimes. And, and, and so that, I think, is where you want to be. The other big trend, I think you're going to see some, too, is, look, right now, I talked to an owner of a, of a company, uh, and a big, you know, medium-sized company. Like half my workers are out with COVID right now. Right now, there's a huge shortage of workers. Uh, everything is short. Food is short. Uh, the, the, the grocery stores are empty. A lot of plant, you, you see it at the grocery store. The grocery store is interesting because if there's a lot of, of, of things empty there, you don't see the inside of the warehouse at the company uh, it, typically. And so this gives you an idea of what's going on across America right now. And, and I think a lot of companies are going to are going to be missing earnings. Yeah, there's a lot of companies out there. Uh, it was I think Sherman Williams reported they're they're having trouble with workers. Their, their expenses are going up. They have supply chain issues, and it, 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 they're all being pressed to raise raise wages uh, going forward, which is going to be this inflation. So again, all of this is going in. Uh, it, it, what, what I want the message I want to get out today. It's a different world of investing. Where it, than it was over the last 20 years. It, it, it's, it's completely different. And, and the idea you can just stick your money in the S&P 500 fund and it'll, it'll go higher on basically a sea of money from the Federal Reserve and Apple going to $3 trillion. And, and uh, the, 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 these big caps, which make up the a big chunk of the, of the, of the S&P 500, are massive market capitalizations. And as the selling comes in, it's going to be harder and harder to support those massive uh, market caps. Now, Apple's doing a pretty good job because they're buying, they're buying stock hand over fist. But the question is, how long can that continue? And, and, and so it's going to be a, a stock pickers type of world out there going forward. It's going to, you're going to have to be more diversified. The United States over the last 20 years, it, it, about the last 10 years in particular, the actual last 10 years has really outperformed the rest of the world. It, and it wasn't like that for about the last 20 or 30 years before that. And I think you're going to see some shift back because we're the ones that have printed the most money and also our tech sector. But the tech sector is going to be under pressure as well, not just from higher interest rates and high PEs and high valuations, but also they're going to go after them for monopoly issues. The, the one, the privacy issue, could really get a lot of these companies. They're making a lot of money selling your data out there, and that, that's going to have to change. It, keep in mind, I've used this on the show before, but they got Standard Oil uh, for, for for monopoly because they controlled the railroads, they controlled everything. So you had to sell your oil to Standard Oil, or you couldn't get you couldn't get it by. So so your oil wasn't worth as much. Well, these big tech companies have got a monopoly on your privacy, and so what they're doing is it's even worse than that. Your your, your privacy, your data is worth a lot of money, and they're not. They're, they're saying, no, the data is not worth anything. They're not even paying you for your data because they have a monopoly. In the future, they will pay for your data and pay for information. But right now, they have a monopoly and they won't. So, so this is going to change. And again, all these are bringing up to this big change that, that we're, we're, we're going to see here in the future. So a more volatile year. So this is coming up at the end of the show. If you've got a quick question, you'd like to get in 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Now, another thing that, that looks pretty interesting out there is, is really what's going to happen with, with the coronavirus. And, and, and I think right now, I think you've got to understand where we're at. Right now, the coronavirus is running rampant through the, through the country. I, I, I was talking to someone, I think I, I can't tell you how many people I know have the coronavirus right now. It's, it's, you know, I think I probably know right now over the last three weeks, 10 times more people than I've knew had coronavirus the whole time before this. But it's a, it's a very mild. Most people, they're down for, for one day and they're back up. Uh, some of my friends are down for like two or three days if it's a little worse for them. But, but it, 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 it seems to be going away. It, it, and so it's slowing things down now, but we're going to reopen. Uh, I, I think I, I think this is, you know, now they're trying to push the vaccines. That They're trying to fire people that aren't taking the vaccine. This is causing 
greater worker shortage. Well, I'll say it again. If this is a mild, if this is a mild virus, why does everybody need to take a vaccine? And, 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 I, and I think... But I think there really is becoming increasing questions about the vaccine. I mean, if this is a, you know, if the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it, if the vaccine doesn't spread it from getting it. Now, if the vaccine makes it so you don't have to be hospitalized, yes, but if it's a mild version and nobody's getting, few, very few people are getting hospitalized, then it's like, why does everybody have to take the, the vaccine? And, and, and we're hearing enormous numbers of of, of, of People that are that are having a lot of problems with the vaccine, and it's, it, it's, I think I think this is going to go away. I think if you look at the, if the research from two, uh, from uh, 1918, and if you look at the at the vaccine, uh, how it's done in South Africa and other things, it drops off pretty. And if you look here, it drops off in waves. So this wave is going to start dropping off in the next couple weeks. As many people as got, you've got to get, get very close to herd immunity. So then I think that's going to cause a reopening again, which is going to cause more buying out there, which is going to push more inflation into the system. So it's going to continue. Again, mid-year, look for inflation to slow down some. The, 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 uh, the Biden administration, the Fed are going to pop up like jack-in-the-boxes saying, see, we told you it was going away. But that just means it's slowing down a little bit. It, but it's going to up, appear in wages. So instead of cars, it's going to, uh, car prices, it's going to appear in in, in, in uh, rents. Rents are starting to stabilize to some extent, but it's going to appear in wage inflation and other types of inflation. And remember, the, one of the big, there's a big story in, in uh, actually Bloomberg here today, but companies are now taking back their their supply chains. A lot of companies, uh, there's one, one, one of the uh, pretzel companies, they, they bought two factories back uh, from, uh, from uh, manufacturing because they were just contracting the manufacturing out to somebody else. And they realized they needed to control the factories. I think it was Sherman Williams who bought a, a, a polymer company that, that has plants in, in, in Oregon and on the East Coast to kind of balance out their, their, their Gulf Coast uh, polymer production to give them safer areas to be. Uh, the, you're seeing other other companies, uh, TJX, they're buying a, a, a distribution a supply chain company because all these companies are not realizing they have to control their supply chain. They have to control their manufacturing. If, if they're just signing contracts with some manufacturer in China and slapping the, 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 their logo on it, it will, if, the, if the factory gets shut down or if, if, if China invades Taiwan, it's game over for them. And so this is one of the big stories. But again, that's going to be more expensive. That's going to cut into earnings. Because what, keep in mind, we've had 20 years of shutting down factories, offshoring supply chains, spinning off the logistics company and warehouses to other people to cut costs all over the place. Now that's getting more expensive. Again, all of these things are adding up. So what you want to try to do is find stocks that are kind of that sort of control their supply chains, control their supply that limits the amount of supply. Again, these tech companies. I go back to the to the car companies. I mean, how many car companies out there? But by 2022, there's going to be 153 electric cars out there. There's only so many copper companies out there. And I think that, that, that gives them an advantage. It, 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 so this is what you want to look for in this world going forward. It, it's a different world. It's the 1970s. You know, our, our, our advertisements, is, you know, plays the disco music, you know, staying alive or something. It's the same type of thing. But, but if you're not in the right thing, you're in trouble. Anyway. I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. If you haven't gone to our website, sign up for our free newsletter. It's, uh, it's maxoutsavings.com. You can also request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money at maxoutsavings.com. Take charge of retirement. Protect yourself in this very inflationary world. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Remember our motto and philosophy is, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively.